What's up, guys? This is Chris. I am your host. You're listening to That's My Take, where we talk about the Bible, church, and other relevant topics that come up. So I'm joined by my guest, Victor. Man, what's good, Chris? How's what's it going, up? man? Hi. So I don't think I even told you my podcast name, did I? No, I just heard it right now for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. That's my take. That's my take. Because it's it's my take on, and your take on what we talk about. That's pretty cool. That's catchy. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. I do like the actually like the sound of your mic. That's now, my take. Now that I hear it. Really? Yeah. Sounds interesting, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, when we go back and replay it, it'll sound different. Yeah, so like yeah. our mics, when we're talking right now, have like a really bad echo and delay to them. I'm looking at your your signal popping up on the screen, and yours is a lot hotter than mine, I think. Yeah, I think so. It looks like, but that's fine. Maybe we it's, can do post. Yeah, we'll do post, we'll do post editing. Mix. Yeah. yeah. So how was your week? My week was really good, actually. I, I mean, it was it was a normal week. Work, work was good. Uh, we did a baccalaureate service this year with Crossview Church, at um, for Centrally. So Centrally, to, yeah, we did the Centrally baccalaureate. Did you guys do the Keokuk one? We did. That was this weekend on Sunday as well. And that was really fun. Just kind of celebrating the seniors, led some worship for that, and. Um, and it was really good. I, I've been jogging recently. I started jogging, so I ran 20 miles this week, which How's was that really interesting. It's actually pretty cool. I've been I've been shooting for about three miles, three miles a day, and it's interesting, but I'm really enjoying it. Running brings like a cool peace of mind that I'm uh, not not used to feeling. Kind of forget I'm running, so we'll see how it goes. I'm did trying you, to did you trying to get in shape with three miles. Or? No, I started with four. And it Jeez. was kind of spontaneous. I was just like, I'm going to run today. So I went for a four-mile run Saturday of last week. And then I did three miles the next day and three miles the next day. And so I've been doing three miles every day now. And I know I can do it. I'm kind of slow, but I'll work on it. Still hitting the gym? Not so much. But I'm running. Um, and then I do like a little arms workout when I'm done and an ab workout. So Kind of replace the gym a Playing little basketball, bit. yeah. Trying something else. What about you? What'd you do this week? I pretty well just rested. Like, so we had a really busy weekend last weekend, mm -hmm. which I felt kind of bad that I had to call in and tell you guys I wasn't going to yeah. be there to play bass on Sunday morning. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was. That was terrible. It, it was, yeah. It was terrible. a crazy weekend, though. No, I'm we, just kidding. Yeah. So I guess before I tell you that, I got to go back and set the stage a little bit. No pun intended. Um, okay. Yeah, so last year we actually did this event, and so we show up, and they have this tiny, dinky parking lot right in front of their um, their city hall, and they wanted us to set the stage up there, and they had like four sets of bleachers around it too, and it once you get everything set up, there's literally no space for anyone to stand. And so we start setting up the stage, and they have like two giant trees right in front of the stage too, so no one was going to be able to see anything. And so we... Uh, we start setting the stage up, and then they tell us to take it back down and put it in the street, which actually worked out really well. But when they had to go move the bleachers, they ended up having to cut down like two new trees that they had just planted in order to fit the state uh, <laughs> the bleachers there, which makes no no get this though. So this year we get there, that's kind of funny. <laughs> we're hoping to get put back in the street again, and they decided no, we're going to put you back in that parking lot. But we we went ahead and cut down those two trees that were in front of the stage, so now we didn't have those in the way, and they only had three sets of bleachers. So we had a little more room, but uh, we get ready to set the stage, 
and it's right next to like a senior center and they have a wheelchair ramp right where the stage is going to be. So a guy shows up with a sawzall and decides to cut the railings off so we can actually unfold the stage over that too. So last year it was a tree and this year it was railings. And ironically so because that's the Sunday, which was like two days after that, they had to, they had an event there. So they had to somehow find out how to weld it back on. So that makes like <laughs> total sense that that's they had the to do that. That's the most random thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, I guess supposedly like the rest of the board that's really there, funny. like the rest of the committee for this event, like wanted it in the street, like we had it because you can back the tour buses up to it and it just works really well. But one guy on the committee there who also happens to be, I don't, don't know if he's like the police chief or whatnot, but like he's the only one that wanted it there. But since he wanted it, we had to, to do it. But Interesting. So we show up and uh, we start getting set up and it was actually a, a sound company that had the contract and we were subcontracted. So we just did stage and lighting. So we had everything hung and ready to go that day. Uh, and then it rained like none other that night. In fact, I think uh, Chris actually showed me a picture of like Main Street and Keokuk being like underwater. I don't know. Did you guys, did you see any flooding like nah. last weekend? Like, I just stayed in my apartment. Uh, I think Pastor Kevin texted me and he was like, hey, buddy, if the storm gets bad, you can come over. And I was thinking to myself, like, what storm are you talking about? I'm in my apartment and I didn't notice much. I don't really notice much. I don't pay attention. So somebody has to tell me. But I didn't notice any flooding. Yeah, because Chris uh, had showed me a picture someone sent him of someone's motorcycle almost completely underwater and flooding coming up into get wells. Dang. And I did not notice any of that. Yeah. I and, guess I just missed it. And when I went down there, like afterwards, you didn't really see any signs of flooding, so they yeah. must have fixed it. But yeah, so it rained really bad that night, and we get back there in the morning, and it just kind of rained throughout the day. But uh, so I got my lights set, uh, all set up and ready to go. And I get ready to load my show that I had programmed the week before. And then it wouldn't actually, the board wouldn't let it load up. Like it said, it was a corrupted file. So I had to go back through and reprogram my entire show. On the spot? On the spot. Wow. So I hurry up and get everything up. And then I had two other guys build my downstage truss and we'll get everything wired while Did I'm Did you ever get that file back? I have the file. The light board just won't read it. Interesting. So I wonder if it's a different version, be software like update version between my computer and the board, yeah. maybe. So we set up this tent, and I'm under the tent, but it's still raining, but and there's a hole in the tent, so I have to put like a tarp over the light board and make a little cave, so I'm tucked under their program. Is it waterproof? The light board isn't, so I had to put like a tarp over it and kind of hide under that. To How's that? How's that board working for you since you got it? Actually, I used my boss's board, so it's oh, okay. like that full-size one that you yeah. saw at that last event you were at. What about the one you got, though? The one you showed me? Yeah, so we actually had another event that same day, or actually this on Saturday um, in Burlington, so the other guy actually used my board for it, so I programmed out a show for him, and he ended up using it. He said it worked really well, so you don't have as much control because you have less faders, but mm -hmm. it works pretty good. So yeah, so I'm programming, and the other guys are setting up the lights for me. And two lights decided to quit working. So one of them was one of my audience lights, and then one of my pars quit working. So we spent almost an hour messing with those, trying trying to get those to work, and they wouldn't work. But outside of that, though, everything's set up pretty easy. So That's good. But we get going. They're, uh, so I actually had these guys like a month before, and so I that's how I knew how to pre-program like their whole set list. 
So their uh, production manager comes up to me and kind of tells me like some of the changes they had. So I fixed some of those changes in the in the light show. And then, yeah, then when we got started, every, actually the, the show went pretty well other than one of our spotlights burned out. But it actually went pretty well and didn't rain on us during teardown. And usually like these shows, like we get done and then we head straight home. Um, and then, but this was the first show we had where I actually... Uh, they had an extra hotel room for us for the night, and my boss decided to stay up there, which is why I didn't make it back down on Sunday. But Where was it again? Nevada, Iowa. How far is that? I think it's like three and a half hours. It's up by okay. Ames, but by kind of by Des Moines. So okay. it's a little bit of a drive, but it was kind of nice being able to sleep and not have to drive through the night to get home. Yeah, but I bet. Those shows, are, that, it's, the times is crazy to me when you just don't sleep yeah no, yeah because we we have some that. shows where we're up at six in the morning to set up and then we're up till two or three or four the next morning tearing down and yeah it's not bad though like when you come home and then you have some time to rest and but this year i'm working a third uh third shift job also during the week so i don't have as much rest during the week like i used to but cool yeah so yeah, i've been going through and practicing my um uh, so before starting this podcast, I decided to go through and like start recording, see how my voice sounds, what areas I need to fix, and I didn't realize how much I hate the sound of my voice. Like I don't know, like you being a singer, like I don't know how you can listen to your voice and like be like, this is awkward. It's hard, but it is the voice that I have. So, but you have I kind of like a it. naturally like decent sounding voice, though. Thanks. I I don't know what makes up a natural sounding voice but it, it takes some like not caring about what it sounds like mixing always helps and post-production always helps but i've never sure. i don't i've never necessarily liked my speaking voice i think singing is like i can craft <clears throat> my sound to make it sound good with the music talking is just how you talk i was watching a video that's funny i was watching a video last night it came up in my YouTube feed and it was about how to speak and how to use your voice in a way that impacts others. And I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was really interesting to hear them break down tone of your voice and how to create resonance with your voice and, and how to make your words have impact. And that was really interesting because it's something I've been thinking about recently as obviously opportunities have come up where I get to speak in front of people and share my story. And so as I speak, I want to be direct and I want to be clear and concise and not say too much. Also not say too little, not speak too fast. And I think it'll come with time and experience. And I also want to be myself. Don't want to try too hard. So it's interesting. There's kind of a balance there you have to meet. Yeah. I think that just comes, it's going to come with experience. How'd you come up with the idea to do this? So this has actually been like a year in progress. Like, so I work third shift at, at a factory and during my shift, I usually just listen to podcasts and like the more I listen to them, like I'm sure it's probably like with you and music, like the more you listen to it, the more ideas you get. And yeah. I've always been kind of a, even though I, have a horrible speaking voice 
and I'm not very good at public speaking. I've always liked public speaking and like teaching and all of that. So, so I decided to start a podcast and I think I spent almost a year trying to decide like what to talk about and like what it should be about, how to format it and just kind of put it off until just recently. And actually I think helping you like record and mix and stuff a lot of your songs I think is kind of opened up like hey this is actually not too hard to do and yeah that's cool so broke down got some gear and yeah I'd like to set up on it. this is cool it's really clean I wish I had this much space actually soon I'll send you a picture actually when I get home I set up my studio in my bedroom now it's not in the kitchen where we've been before it's in my bedroom so I don't have to move it it was kind of annoying putting it in my kitchen because every time I wanted to record, I'd take everything out. And then if I wanted to cook, I used the same table and had to put everything away. And that just stifles the whole creative process, having to set up. It would be so cool to just have it. And so I used the table that I had my TV on. I know you know that, that small table. Yeah. And I put my laptop on there. I also have my keyboard because we're not doing youth group over summer. So I took my keyboard. I put it there. I put my amp and my pedal board. And I put the power supply that you got me on the pedal board, and it made a difference. Sounds clean. Sounds really clean. Yeah, I think when you isolate the power like that, it yeah. it definitely cleans it up. And so um, it's been great. This week I had it in there, and I can just, whenever I want to, just sit down, and I'm ready to work. And that's really cool. It's, does it seem like when you have like it set up where you can actually like just sit down and do it, Like, do you have more of a propensity to actually get it done? Yeah, for sure. 100%. This is not even close. I mean, think about uh, a construction worker. If they have their tools all over the place and have to go looking here and there and there every time they want to do something, things won't get done or it'll take longer to get done and it's time wasted. And so that's how I feel about having everything ready at hand. And every time I see videos of studio setups and... uh custom builds for people's homes it's all about convenience mm -hmm. is a really big thing because when you have an idea you want to be able to in that moment spit it out and a lot of times if you don't it goes and it's gone before you had the chance to to really do something with it so that was really important for me to finally set that up and i, I think i had just been being lazy that's why i hadn't done it and I had to kind of get creative with the setup because I don't have a lot of space and I didn't want it to be somewhere where it's in my way. So I found a good a good setup. You'll have to see it soon. Now I'm just the only thing I want to add is maybe some fake plants to kind of give it a bit more of a vibe. You'll have to get some uh, studio monitors. Too. You know, yes, but also I'm in an apartment, so I don't know how that that is true. The walls are like that thin and. Right now, headphones is fine for what I'm doing. I think that's the next thing for my setup is to put a couple monitors in here. And but, but yeah, you've been working on a new song. I guess yes, I did. I, I I love making beats, and I love producing music on the computer, and I also like playing the guitar, and the acoustic aspect of things. And so it's been an interesting year because I have not had, since I moved, have not had a good studio setup, I would say. I haven't been producing music on my laptop too much. So I've been just playing the acoustic guitar and, and playing the acoustic guitar over, over and over again because it's convenient. 
But when I set this stuff up, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to make something just for fun. See if I had lost my touch or not. And I came up with, uh, got an inspiration for a chord sample and then just added a pad and added an electric piano and thought, all right, what do I feel like saying on here? And, and so I talked about kind of myself. I, I had a, in, an interesting thought a, cu- a week ago that sparked this song and I knew when I thought about it, it was really late. I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking about my life and what I'm doing with it. And I was thinking about my calling and my relationship with God. And it was a very interesting thought hit me. And so kind of to just explain it, when I was six years old was when I learned to play the guitar and to sing. It was also the same year that at Vacation Bible School, I gave my life to Christ for the first time. And and I was listening to this worship song last week. And I don't remember exactly what the lyrics said, but it was kind of saying that it was always only about God from the beginning it's just about God. And it made me think about my own life. As I got older, you know, you hit your teenage years, you're in high school, you go through stuff, you experience stuff, you kind of learn what the world is like. In a sense, there's that loss of innocence. There's that, for a lot of us, a rebellious stage. And through all of that, I'm here now, 22 years old, working in ministry writing songs for God. Thank God that I am where I'm at. I'm very blessed and I'm here by the grace of God. But hearing that song made me think back to when I was a child because I really do believe that there was a point where things were really pure as a kid before I experienced so many things. And, And I would sing to God and that was all I had ever done was sing to God before I had really got into any type of secular music or before I had a dream to go sell out shows or write songs that were successful. It was always only God. And and that's what I knew. And that's when I played my guitar and opened my mouth, what came out was for God. And it was purely that. And so I was thinking about that. And so that was the inspiration for that song. And that in the first verse, it kind of talks about that. And then it talks about, it's a song that kind of describes that that process, going from being a child in a Christian home, who was a Christian, to kind of growing up and making mistakes and turning from God. And I'm not done with it yet, but I, I think it will be a cool concept when I finish it. I think it'll be, I'm excited to keep working on it. I think that if I play at that, event in a couple of weeks i'll try to play that song i think that'll go over really well like when you sent it to me like i think you sent me like what like the first verse in the chorus like you didn't hardly have much done with it but i think like every time you send me a song like just musically it just hits but there was just something about the lyrics that was just really like fire like it was really hard hitting like, thanks man it just seemed like really authentic, like and transparent. It's personal. It's definitely personal. I think a lot of my music is very personal, and I think that could be a good thing, and maybe that could also not be such a good thing. But I also try to make sure that I create a good bed of music for the lyrics to sit on, so that even if someone's like, I can't really relate to this, well, maybe they'll like the vibe of the song. 
And that's what I aim for to do in music is to create a an experience that all around meshes together from the music to the lyrics to the cadence with which I'm speaking, talking, singing, rapping, whatever you call it. And then I added guitar because I have to add guitar to everything. That's my thing. Actually, <laughs> I'm not going to say who this was on the podcast, but you'll know. I just went to the store to go grab some stuff with a friend and I showed him the song. He said, that was cool. I don't care for the guitar part though, <laughs> but that was cool. <laughs> and I was like, dang, you really? You don't? Well, good thing it's not your song because <laughs> I do. <laughs> and that's my thing. I mean, I love the guitar and I'll p I try to incorporate it into my music as much as possible, which is interesting. It's interesting. A, a lot of the thoughts that come with mi creating music, especially music about God. And there's so many different opinions about well, you don't do too much because you're taking attention away from God or you're making it about yourself. And as an artist, I just try to create the best art I can and point it to God and give God glory through it. Everyone has their own opinions, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and kind of on that same note, I'll put a link to your Spotify and your website on this podcast on the show notes too, so people can Say find less. you. And which means you also need to get more songs released on Spotify. I'm trying. I think man. you I'm got really like one, aiming for, one song on there. Yeah, one, yeah. two, but really one. Yeah, I'm aiming for the end of the end of May. It's just time's coming up, but I got I I changed strings on my guitar, so this week I'll track guitar and. Mix a song. One place is what it's called. And then I got other. And I'm just going to start. I want to release music not too fast and not just to release it. I want to make sure it's still good. Right. I'm, I'm happy with it. But that way when I go play, if I do play places, I can send people somewhere to listen to it. And yeah, I'm excited. Great. It's been great. It's year. been a good year. It's been a great year. Thanks for all your help. You've helped me a lot. We've had a we've had some cool cool just like going out and trying new things. Yeah, and I've been there for it though. So and shout I think out to you. Some of that kind of comes into I think the topic that we we're gonna talk about today is it's kinda crazy how um like how you came to the to our church and as an intern and you and I kinda got hooked up in started doing things together and like you being a mu <laughs> you being a musician and uh i'm sorry that <laughs> i shouldn't laugh you might have to cut that <laughs> but yeah you you being a musician and like putting music out and me working in the music industry having like some of the inside knowledge and stuff it's i don't think there's like any like coincidence that we kind of came together like that and that is pretty crazy i gotta say it's hard to talk or express with people my thoughts when it comes to music and my aspirations, whatever you may call it. Not a lot of people, how should I say it, see the vision. It's not, and I think rightfully so, it's not, it's not just, it's not simple. It requires a lot of time. It's a big sacrifice. And for what? For nothing, maybe. Very few people find success, I think. 
I think that's why your heart really has to be in it. And I think it very well could be the same with this podcast. Like I might only get five or ten listeners, but I think if you put you put your heart into it and you like put stuff out that with the intention that it's gonna like, impact someone, I think even if you somehow reach one person, like I think it very much makes it worth it. I agree. I think the heart is important. I think a lot I will say this. And it's frustrating to me. One thing that I see a lot is I feel, okay, there's nothing wrong with with creating. Everyone should create. I think we're all creators. We were all creating. We were yeah. all creators. But at the same time, we're oversaturated with content and music and and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, go ahead, create all you want to do. But because it's so easy to just create stuff nowadays, I feel like things with substance, well, a lot of stuff that is created lacks substance. As far as, oh, well, this is how you make a viral video. Like, like remember that video I was showing you recently about TikTok and the music industry? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and so everything is more about how is the consumer going to receive this and is the consumer going to like this? What can we give the consumer that they're going to love? And it's less about integrity to the art and, and integrity to being a creator. Now, I do believe that because of the commercial aspect of music and art or whatever it may be that there does have to be a balance between the two and that's something that I, t I think about a lot is okay how do i how do i want to balance doing my thing a hundred percent but also understanding that i also kind of have to create something that a lot of people could connect to and i don't know the answer to that question i'm figuring it out 95 percent of me wants to be like who cares just do what you want to do. Be true to you. Create. If anyone likes it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But that's also scary sometimes. But I think it's like the trendy thing right now to make music. I and mean, we have the term SoundCloud rapper. Oh, no. Like, I hope you're not a SoundCloud rapper. Oh, don't tell me you're a SoundCloud rapper. And that's just a th one thing off the top of my head. Uh, do you think, like... All of the, I guess everyone has access to be a creator, a content creator, and put it out there for like thousands, millions of people to see. Do you think it kind of cheapens the artists that are trying to do something? Like, so like you get, go back, like before, before even like the last five years, like if you want to be a music artist, you had to be good. You really had to put your effort into it and you really had to know what you're doing with putting content out there and i think it makes people appreciate uh, appreciate the artists and the creators more whereas like i feel like now like anyone can post a tiktok or record and put yeah. it out there well i think there's two sides to that on the one it's great because anyone can just connect i get so much cool information and obviously not everything is supposed as believable can't believe everything but there's a lot of helpful stuff on the internet a lot of cool tips and tricks here and there do i think it cheapens well 
it just allows for there to be like no substance to what you receive. And I'll put it this way. And I heard, I heard, I think it was Prince that said this, like something about a real artist or like someone who can just go up there with their instrument and their cell themselves and captivate an audience, like fill a room is what an artist like was. Now it feels like the artist is the image and the image is what matters because the image is what people see. The image is what people are going to want. And you don't have to be a musician. You don't have to be good at singing. You don't have to be good at an instrument because there's so much post-production and people are going to eat up certain content anyways. So that for me can be frustrating sometimes. I mean, I've been playing my guitar since I was six. And I didn't start playing my guitar because I wanted to be famous or find success or thought it was cool and people would think it was cool. I picked up a guitar when I was a year old and I don't know why. But my parents just say that I would just run around and act like I was playing the guitar. I would dance along to music. And my grandma bought me a guitar and I took it everywhere with me, dragged it everywhere. And it was like my blanket. And I think that that was a God given desire of mine that he placed in my heart. Now, for what what reason? I mean, I could say that, sure, I've got some ministry here and there and done some cool stuff. But I do think there's also other things down the line. But that wasn't, I credit that to God hundred percent and so to this day I, I love playing the guitar I love singing and I think I was thinking about this recently good music inspires me and I was thinking about how if no one ever heard any of the music I make I still love making it I enjoy learning something on the guitar and being able to do it I enjoy practicing I enjoy the craft and if that's all I ever do is practice in my room, like, that would be cool. Now, do, would I love to support myself off of just music? That would be awesome. But if I don't, it's whatever. And I don't know. That it's kind of my thoughts when it comes to music and the fact that it can be a career and what that looks like. I think that's really good because I think most people out there now who are like content creators really do it for the image. Like, if they're not getting the the views or the appraisal from their work, then it's like the, it's, it's all for loss. And I think that's good like to have the heart where you enjoy making it and you enjoy the music regardless if you know it gets yeah. out there. And I think when I was 19, 18, 19, I decided that I wanted to try to become famous through music. Like that was my goal. I and nothing else mattered except for that. And that's interesting because maybe I did lose sight of why I did everything, why I love music in the first place, who gave me my gifts and talents. But I was all over the place at the time with that sole goal. And I didn't, I didn't get anywhere. But also, just because I didn't get anywhere didn't mean that, all right, I'm done like writing songs. Like, no, if anything, that inspired me to write. I, I, <clears throat> I will say... I love to share stuff with people, whether it be food that I like. and like, oh, you got to try this recipe or you got to try this. Here, have some of mine. Or 
I like watching sports. Like, you know, I'm like, all right, Chris, let's watch this fight, and I'll tell you all about what's going on. Or the I've NBA learned so playoffs. much about basketball in the past month, more than I ever thought I would. Right, and so that's how I, I just like sharing. If I enjoy something, I want to share it with people. And so as I experience stuff right now and learn stuff about God, my music is, seems like a great way to be able to share that with people. Like, why wouldn't I want to share those experiences, those thoughts and stuff? And it's a means to do it that is really fun for me. And uh, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how my future unravels. I don't know what direction, per se, God is leading me. I couldn't say, here's my, uh, here's what I want. In a year from now, this is what I want. Two years from now, this is what I want. But I know what I'm doing right now, and I know that I'm doing my best to seek God's direction, and I'm not perfect. But, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at as far as that. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. What about you and now you work in lighting? Right. And I know that you have big goals for working in the production industry, but how did you get there? Where did that start? And where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself going? I feel like that's a really uh, loaded question. <laughs> so Go for it. I've been talking a lot. I, so think, I, uh, I think I got into... Well, I've always been interested like in the music industry. I think uh, I remember in high school we had to, to go through and like write out or like draw like a picture of like what of where we want to see ourselves in in like uh, ten years from now. And mine was like to be a guitarist on stage somewhere. Like that was my big dream was just somewhere in the music industry. And so when I uh, I think later, I think throughout high school and then when I kind of got into like, you know, the the real world, I kind of gave up on the idea of being in music at all. Like to me, it seemed very unattainable. Like that's for those people who are good at it. And that's for those people who are like fortunate enough to be in that field. So I kind of just saw it as like unattainable, like I'll never get into it. And so I just kind of left it at that until about a year ago. And I was, I don't really remember what sparked it, but just something kind of like hit me where like the question came up, like if you could do anything and regardless if you were paid for it or not, what would you do? And for me, it was be involved somewhere in the music industry. And I guess going before ahead of that, um, so I used to be a leader of a youth group at my old church. And I think where a lot of it started was uh, we had a, a dinner theater, I guess you could say, uh, where the kids got up, they performed, they danced, they kind of choreographed a lot of Christian songs. And um, a part of that is we wanted some decent lighting to light up the kids. And so we were just going to do some spotlights, plug them into power strips and do that. And so I actually got looking into like professional lighting. And so I actually ended up going out and buying my whole, my own setup and ended up using it. And so it was I mean, it was the cheapest setup you could think of. Like, I think I paid like 90 bucks for 10 pars and a couple stands, a little dinky, like $25 light board and stuff. And But that was really kind of my start. That's where I started like researching how DMX signal works and how 
just lighting design works and just kind of got decent at it. Um, and then fast forward a couple years, uh, I started going to the church that, that I'm at now. And I think the pastor was kind of happy to have me come in knowing a little bit about lighting. And so I helped with uh, just with a lot of the aspects of like the tech and the lighting and stuff. So then that brings us back up to about a year ago when I decided, hey, this is something I'd like to do professionally. And I happened to actually know a guy who owned uh, who owns a music production company. And we've been kind of acquainted a little bit for quite a while, um, but um, we never really talked a whole lot. So I just kind of took a shot in the dark and just messaged him on Facebook and said, hey, do you need anyone to uh, help out or whatever um, for stage hands or whatever you need? And he actually replied like, yeah, I think I could use your help. And so actually the first two years before that, that we have a, a big uh, like a rock festival that would happen in our town every year. Like a, uh, I think it was like a four day rock festival, five day rock festival. And so for about two years, I actually helped, I volunteered there just to do security the, the following year. I helped as a stagehand, and that's actually when I first got reacquainted with him. So when I sent him that message, he kind of, you know, we had already gotten reacquainted. And so I showed up one day, and uh, I just kind of helped out with some manual labor stuff that they needed help with. And I think it was maybe, a, it might have been like two weeks after that, uh, that he actually actually texted me and said, hey, my light guy just quit. Do you want to do lighting? And I'm like, you bet. And just more and more doors started opening for me to jump in and do lighting and stuff. And and actually, even right now, I'm actually having a few doors open to go on tour and to get with some bigger companies. And um, Wow. But I don't think that's probably, at least not within the near future, probably within um, the plan. But the goal is within like the next five years to be full time doing this because right now it's part time, but to do it full time and uh, I'd like to be on tour at some point. That's kind of the goal. But so like I think a a good question that comes up, you know, for like both of us is like, how can you really define or see like what God's plan is for your life? How can you fully know? Like how how do you distinguish between like what's your dream and your plans and like what you like to see for your life and then what it, how to distinguish that from where God is leading you. That's a really good question. A hard question to answer, I think. And then even if I do answer, it's like, oh, well, what do I know? But <clears throat> what I know is probably through the short experience that I have of, well, number one is, submitting to what God wants because we don't have to do that we do have a choice which is the interesting thing I think about being a Christian and a follower of God is there's so much freedom we find in a relationship with God but there's also so much freedom in the fact that we're not forced to do the right thing just because we know the right thing and so I think when following the will of God, it takes submitting to and being open to going in a direction that you don't necessarily understand and that may not necessarily seem like the best thing. And let's use me moving here to Iowa, for example. 
I would have never guessed that this is where I was going to come. And I remember hearing about the opportunity for the first time and my immediate reaction being, what, like, now I'm good. Why would I do that? Why would that work out? In what world? And I had to slow down and say, okay, if this is what you want, God, then it'll go through. I'll at least explore the opportunity and see what happens. And from there, it was like door after door after door after door just opened and it just clicked. And it wasn't anything that I did to put myself in the position. It was everything that I didn't do to put myself in the position and that God orchestrated outside of my control. And I think that for as hard as we can kick, try to kick down certain doors or open up certain doors for ourselves, when God opens that door, it's opened like that. And it's not because of us, it's because of Him. And so I think the first thing is being open to it because it can be scary and it can look His will for our lives. I mean, God's looking from out here, all things at once, and we're looking from tunnel vision of what's directly in front of us, clouded by emotions and experiences and different tastes from whatever it is that we've been through. But I think it does take humbling yourself as well. I agree. I think I think uh, humility very much is the key. Um, there's, I think you said something that. It's, I think it's a phrase that I've used several times, but it's uh, we try to or we attempt to make complete a uh, complete sense out of a very incomplete picture, and we don't always see the whole picture. And uh, there's a pastor in uh, named Joby Martin um, out of Florida, and uh, one of the things that he had said in one of his sermons that hit me pretty hard was that we have we have two choices: we can either exalt ourselves and be humbled by God, or we can humble ourselves and be exalted by God. And I think when we really have, if we don't lay down our pride and we really try to break down those doors to get what we want and we don't submit to God, I do, I think in some circumstances, God will actually like let us try to break down doors, but things just won't, I don't think, things won't go as well as if we just submit to God and allow him to open the doors that he wants to open. Like there's a verse in, um, in Proverbs uh, 1921 says many are the plans in the mind of a man but it is the purpose of the lord that will stand and i think i do think i think you're right i think humility very much is the key because um, it's in proverbs 2 i don't have it right in front of me but it says uh, that god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble and i do think that we when we do lay down our pride and we recognize that God ultimately has the bigger picture and we just submit to him. I think that's kind of where faith comes into uh, where, and again, I don't have it in front of me. I have to look it up, but uh, where it's in the Bible where it says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I think it, I think humility and faith very much kind of go hand in hand together. Yeah, I agree. But another hard hitting question that, I've kind of, it's kind of come to me like over and over again. I'm not sure why, but like if you think of like all like your hopes and your dreams and the plans that you love to see happen in your life, like what, how would you respond if your dreams and hopes 
aren't a part of what God's plan is for your life. I don't think I would be happy about it. But that is also a question I've been asking myself. I would like to say that, okay, like if that's what you want, God, if that's what you've called me to do when I'd rather be off doing this, I will do my best to submit to what you want. And it would, I'm sure it would be hard. And it is a fear, actually, if I'm being honest. But I was listening to a video, uh, and there was a man named Timothy Keller. He actually passed away today. Really? Which is really crazy. That, that's crazy. Do you know who that is? I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, he passed away today. Wow. And it, that was really, when I saw that, it, I was sad. He's in heaven, though. And so it's like, it's just, it is wild. And it's probably so hard for his family and everyone who knew him. But I've really enjoyed his sermons and uh, the, over the past year and a half and enjoyed uh, listening to his, you know, his teaching. But in, in this video I saw today and it came up in my feed, he was talking about what it means to be holy. And he, uh, he was talking about how, yes, Holy means to be good, you know, to not be morally in a moral sense, to do the right things, to to be holy, like unto God. But the other thing that he th talked about holiness being is being set apart. So he was talking about like in the temple of God, like back in the in biblical times, e even the pots and pans were holy because they were set apart for the use of work in God's house and for God. And so I think that if I really do want to be living a life that is for God, I have to be ready to accept, to be set apart and to be different, to not receive maybe what, feels like success would be in the world that we live in today. And that's a scary thought sometimes. But it is the truth. And right now in my life, I would say that where I'm at, I'm doing my best to submit to God's will. Even if it's not what I want. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It wasn't ever my dream to move here. Like I wasn't, can't wait to move to Iowa since I was a kid, but it happened and I was okay with it. And it's been great. And that's been the really cool thing that it's been great in the fulfillment that there is, I think, in following what God wants for your life is better than anything else. The world might not think so. And people might not think so from the outside, but between you and God, that's, that's important. That's the most important thing. And I think God will reward you and God does reward and God does watch. God is watching. He knows and he sees things that man doesn't see. And the things that maybe man cares about don't mean much to God. But he knows and there's rewards, I believe, that in heaven. I mean, we'll be in heaven one day. I believe that with my whole heart. And that makes living life a whole lot easier, that faith in that. So I think that very much keeps it in perspective, too, that God is seeing everything through the lens of eternity. And we're only seeing it in the lens of this next five minutes. And 
I think even like when we have things that are like a big dream of ours, if we're, our hearts are aligned with God's, I think we we gain more of a trust that God's ultimately in control and knows what's best for us. And there's in John 15, I'll kind of wrap things up here. We're getting, we're kind of almost coming up on an hour. And so, that's crazy. yeah, the John 15 chapter four, it's, so this is like the whole chapter in the Bible talking about like the vine and the branches and the parable that Jesus is talking about. And in chapter four, this is in the NIV says, uh, or chapter 15, verse 4, Remain in me also, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I think if our hearts are aligned with God, and we're abiding with God, I think we begin to want what God wants. And even if we have certain plans in our life, I think our priorities begin to align more with God's priority when we begin to align our hearts with Him. And I mean, throughout the Bible, we see a lot of verses, and I'm like kind of unprepared, don't have any in front of me, but talking about how, like, ask God whatever you want, and He'll give it to you. And I think that's so much taken out of context. Like, hey, I want, I a want Ferrari. a good job. I want a Ferrari. I want uh, a Porsche. I want a Porsche or I won't want whatever. And it's like, hey, I asked for it. God said he'll give it to me. But I think the caveat of that verse is when our hearts are aligned with God and we're abiding with God, then our wants begin to align with God's will. And yeah. and then uh, those dreams of ours that are outside of God's will seem to be very secondary to what God has for us. So, And I also think, just one last thing, that when you have experienced choosing to do something that maybe doesn't make so much sense, but you're like, okay, God, I feel your direction here, so I'll say yes. And you come out on the other side of that situation and you're able to see how much more it was than you could have ever thought. It gives you fuel in your tank of faith to be ready for the next thing that's coming. I agree. Because you know... God came through in this way, and God came through in this way, even when it I didn't know. And I think that's the cool part of growing in your relationship with God is that He is faithful, He is good, and He has it all all worked out. And so that's another one of those things that you just learn through experience. That's why I said at the beginning of these questions that I don't I wouldn't say I have the most experience. I'm still young and figuring things out and going through stuff, but I do have at least a little bit under my belt that makes it a little bit easier to have faith and trust in what God has in store. And so, yeah. And I think a good like point to kind of bring it all home is I think there's a lot of people out there who don't believe that God has like plan for their life or that they're very insignificant in the whole grand scheme of things. Like, Something that I kind of came to is that like no direct like not having direction leads to purposelessness, and I think we're in a culture right now where, where uh, there's so many people who think that they don't like fit into like an ultimate plan, the God, ultimately God's plan, and so uh, I think it is important to know that even people who are going through depression or going through like 
very difficult circumstances to understand that God still ultimately has a plan for them too, um, even though it may not seem like it. And I think for people who aren't Christians, who don't have a good found or good foundation in the Bible, I think it's harder for them to understand that concept. But I mean, there's a few verses, especially in Jeremiah one, uh, verse five says, "Before I form- formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you, and I appointed you a prophet of the nations." And later in Jeremiah twenty nine, it says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you hope in the future." And finally, in Ephesians chapter two says, "For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works." which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I think that's kind of almost summarizes really what we've been talking about, is that God ultimately has a plan for us and has even... That's crazy to think about, that when God was creating the earth, like, he didn't create the world, and then he didn't... And then put us in it and say, okay, how are we going to do this? Like, as he's creating the world, each person that's ever existed and does exist and will exist was a part of that plan. And that's just crazy to think about that even people who feel like they're insignificant, even us, like the whole grand scheme of things, we seem very insignificant, but God ultimately put us here for absolute reason and has a purpose for us Yeah, and wants us to fulfill that purpose. Wild stuff. And that's true. I agree with all of that. It's mind-blowing. Mind I mean, we can only just do our best day by day at the end of the day. I'm not going to get it right every time but we don't have to but we don't have to and that's that brings also some peace but hey man it's a journey it's a relationship and you have we have well we we will have our ups and our downs and we'll learn through experience and hopefully you know keep following god's will i hope i do it's what i want to do I know it'll get tough, probably. But, just gotta keep trusting in God. Doing the best we can. And and one day we'll be in heaven. And who knows what that'll be like. But I'm sure it'll be great. I feel like that's a topic for a future podcast episode. Yeah. That'd be good. So, yeah, so we're coming to the end of this episode. And coming up almost right on an hour. So That's hey, crazy. Is Thanks any, for having me, man. Yeah, it's been good. I'll have to have you on again. And, Maybe as a co-host. That'd be cool. Yeah, like this is cool. I mean, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be well, cool. we'll see where kind of where things go. Yeah. So, is there anything you want to leave anyone, everyone with? Any good words of wisdom to part with? Words of wisdom. Not particularly, but if anything, just don't be scared to trust in God. Don't be scared to say yes to what He has. And don't be scared to. It's okay to be scared, but don't let that fear stop you from following what he has for you. Because I believe that for everything we can work out in our own hearts and our own minds for ourselves, God might have a plan that looks completely opposite of that, but that will work out better than anything you could have crafted for yourself. And you only know that through experiencing it in your own life, whatever that looks like. So just trust in God. He's good and he'll, he'll prove it over and over again who he is and so if anything that's it man that's good all right guys well that's all we have for you this week and 
I think we're going to start releasing episodes on a weekly basis. So, hey, guys, follow us if you want to hear more. And if you don't, don't follow us. So, hey, guys, thanks for listening. My name's Chris. This is Victor. And that's my take. Yeah.